I am in a mood, all right? This is not the way that I wanted to start 2022. Um, and I mean, look, if I'm, obviously I'm recording this in the past, um, but I want to tell you about my evening so far. I uh, came home from work uh, and it was uh, thunderstorming. Uh, the wife is out of town. Well, wife now, still my fiance as I record this. Um, and, uh, a certain mentally challenged dog that I do not claim ownership of, um, who is irrationally afraid of thunderstorms and fireworks and other loud noises, despite having lived in a safe home environment for at least the last five years, maybe longer. Um, still too stupid to understand that thunder and fireworks and, and noises of that sort will not hurt her in any way possible. And yet she still freaks out, gets all shaky. Um, today when I got home and it had been storming for about two hours and I walk upstairs to the smell of dog poop um thankfully uh the poop was located on the floor on the wife's side of the bed uh because you know look um i was already real mad when i saw that all right um because she had an opportunity to go out this morning didn't do it and i did not get home much later than i normally do and she, you know, there's there's been patterns in the past where she has been able to hold it uh, all day without any problem. There was no excuse for this. None at all. And instead, she decided, because she was too scared to maintain control of her bowels, that she decided it was perfectly reasonable to take a hot, steamy, soft, lumpy dump on the floor of our carpeted floored bedroom. Um, It still smells like crap up here. I have febrezed it. I have cleaned it. I have candles running. And I cannot shake the mistakable stench of dog poop. Um, My voice is very hoarse. Because I yelled at the dog for several minutes straight. Um, had I been a more morally bankrupt bankrupt person, uh, I would have killed this dog. Not going to lie. I hate this dog. All right. Um, I have always thought that I could, you know, I, I was, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, I was, I could go either way with pets, uh, you know, whether it was cats or dogs, uh, I am officially 100% a cat person. I hate dogs. I hate all of the dogs. All right. I hate your dog. Your dog might, you may think you have the coolest dog in the world. I hate it. All right. Hate it. And what sucks 
is that dogs are another thing that white people have ruined because every millennial and zoomer out there has to have a dog. It's like the accessory piece that no one needs that no one needs, but you got to have it for your cool little Instagram pictures. You got to use the dog to help pick up chicks and you got to use the dog uh, as a conversation piece because no white person has the ability anymore to start a conversation with a stranger and get to know someone. I, I'm one of those people. I never had that ability in the first place, but I'm also not so shallow and devoid of logic that I would then take a living creature to use it for such sorts of uh, activities, all right? Uh, I have no problem never talking to anyone because why would I? No. But no, everyone has to have a dog. When you could have a cat, cats are cool. Cats are pretty dope, you guys. Like, cat, not needy at all, all right? Cats, cats, they like they like thunderstorms. All right. Cats understand that uh, you are there to serve their needs, to give them shelter, to give them food, to uh, give them a place to poop, which is not on the floor, but probably in your bathtub, if we're being honest. Um, <clears throat> cats are not that stupid. Right, uh, they do not care about fireworks. They don't care about thunderstorms. They actually probably enjoy thunderstorms. They like the change of pace from sitting in the sun all day to the nice soothing sound of rain tapping against the window. All right, you stick a bird feeder in the window, and they're in heaven. All right, uh, dogs will try to jump through the window. And attack the squirrels and birds that show up at the bird feeder because, again, dogs are stupid. All right. And I'm sitting here right now. I'm looking at the stupid dog who uh, did the pooping. Um, it is also still thundering outside. And the dog is looking at me with guilt and shame in her eyes because she knows everything I'm saying about her is 100% true. And. Uh, she also knows that she did a bad thing, uh, but she doesn't know why she did a bad thing. She doesn't understand just how stupid she actually is. All right. Um, so with that, that's my little opening rant for the year. Um, hello, future me listening to this episode. I'm glad you were reminded of this terrible day. Um, <clears throat> You know, but it is what it is. Uh, now that I've spent about seven minutes uh, talking about this, let's get to the actual meat of the episode. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy 2022. This week, we're going to look at the story of Nanny Doss, the giggling granny. Um, just a fun, fun little true crime story uh, that takes place in Alabama. So let's jump into it. Story time. 
Annie Doss was born on November 4th, 1905 in Blue Mountain, Alabama. Uh, and like most people in Alabama, Nanny was a poor student and she never learned how to read. Right. Um, look, all right, look, I, I know there are some smart people in Alabama. I've met people from Alabama. They're smart people. There's a reason they don't live in Alabama anymore. Um, but I'm also going to ride the stereotypes pretty hard. I think you realize that by now on this show. Um, so yeah, there's going to be a lot of dumb Alabama people jokes. That's just how it is. Get over it. Um, during a train ride to visit, uh, some of her family in Southern Alabama, uh, the train stopped really abruptly, which, uh, obviously there's no seatbelts probably back then. And so that abrupt stop sent Nanny flying directly into a metal bar on the seat in front of her. Um, visibly though, seemed like she was fine. No cuts or bruises or anything, but for years, uh, nanny suffered severe headaches and blackouts. Uh, so something, something when she smacked the metal bar, something scrambled her brain a little bit. All right. Um, by age 16, nanny was working in the linen thread factory and there she met Charlie Braggs and married him four months later. Uh, which I mean, look, seems a little unreasonable, but look, if you're not from the South, uh, you got to understand especially in the early 1900s that like you get married after four months as an excuse to just start banging something out. All right. You, you're living in a very secure, uh, conservative area, very religious area. And, uh, you can't, you can't, you know, do the dance with no pants. All right. Until you're married. Cause God really cares about penises in vagina holes especially if you are, uh, if you have not been married yet, especially if you have not, uh, spent thousands of dollars on an elaborate ceremony that human beings made up as, a a, 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 a symbolic display that has nothing to do with any sort of divine being other than that. They just said it did. So, uh, but Hey, you know what? that you want to believe that that's fine. All right. If you really want to believe that an all knowing, all powerful God who had the power and the foresight to create an entire universe truly cares where a penis goes, then more power to you. All right. I'm not judging, you know, it takes all kinds to keep the world turning. And if you are going to choose to believe that, Good, good on you. Good on you. Uh, I'm glad that you are secure in your thinking. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, by 1927, uh, Nanny and Charlie had four kids. All of them were girls. Um, Nanny had also developed a very severe drinking and smoking habit, which, look, in, in Alabama, though, that's just the thing you do when you're not being racist or having kids. You're just smoking and drinking the entire time. Um, <clears throat> although here's, you know, what's weird though, uh, is that when the two middle daughters suddenly died of food poisoning, Charlie decided to leave, uh, and take the oldest daughter with him, leaving nanny to take care of the, of the youngest who was a newborn at that point. But, uh, not long after Charlie left his mother who had insisted on living with the couple during the entire marriage, because, um, you know, nanny was 16 when she got married. So they still needed some sort of parental guidance. Um, uh, Charlie's mother also died 
under mysterious circumstances. So now with a ton of free time after losing 75% of her kids and also her husband and her mother-in-law, Nanny started to occupy herself by reading romance and erotic novels, which, God, I would love to see an erotic novel from 1927. What on earth would that even read like? I don't know. Um, I don't have enough 1920s vocabulary in me to, to even try to think of that. Um, her favorite uh, types of uh, books, however, or reading came from the Lonely Hearts columns in various publications uh, where desperate and horny, horny men uh, would write in advertising how husbandly and manly they were in hopes of kind of luring a lady. Uh, and, and like the Lonely Hearts types was like tender and Bumble, like, before, like, the dating apps became a thing. Um, and look, honestly, side note, ladies, um, look, <clears throat> any man who writes into a magazine looking for a relationship, probably not husband material, right? Uh, it was just a different way of life. Like, dating apps, I mean, look, I met my wife on a dating app, so, like, I, I'm not, I'm not blasting those by any means. But, like, you know... Dating apps, you know, especially with how busy and and distracted we all are and, and just how society has become, it makes a lot of sense to use dating apps now. In 1927, it didn't. Like, you either married your first cousin or you married a, a girl from church. That was it. You know, you didn't really have much to choose from. But now there's a ton of people out there. You can find something, all right, for how whatever weird kinks you got or whatever. Anyway... Uh, one such Lonely Hearts entry belonging to Frank Harrelson of Jacksonville, Alabama, really caught Nanny's interest. Um, the two began sending some pretty steamy correspondence letters back and forth. I wish I could have read them. Um, Frank sent her poetry, and in return, Nanny sent a cake, which 100% has a double meaning, all right? Um, that's, and that, look, that's a bold move, all right? That's, that's a confident woman right there sending that man a cake, Probably with a note with something like, there's more where that came from, big boy. All right? More than one kind of cake, too. Cake means vagina. Anyway. <laughs> if you didn't know, I'm sure there was someone out there that's like, what else could cake mean? Like, I don't know. Like, what what kind of cake did she bake him? Was it a, was it a, 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 I don't know, vanilla cake? Was it yellow? Was it chocolate? That was red velvet. If you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, God, uh, Nanny eventually filed for divorce from Charlie, met up with Frank, and the two got married in 1929. Now, despite Frank's criminal history and alcoholism, uh, the two remained together for several years. And what? And I mean, come on, like, were you surprised? Like, of course, a guy writing into a lonely heart section of a magazine has an extensive crit- criminal history and uh, alcoholism. Yeah, of course. Um, in 1943, Nanny's oldest daughter, Melvina, oh, what a name. Give me some of that sweet Melvina action. Gah. Uh, but Mel- Melvina gave birth to a baby boy named Robert. Um, but guess what? Uh, that a, a different baby actually died shortly after birth. And Melvina then left her husband to move back in with Nanny and began uh, a dating uh, uh, an abusive soldier, which, you know, this is kind of in the middle of world war two, 1943. So, you know, he's probably got some PTSD issues, PTSD issues, which doesn't excuse it, but makes sense for this timeline. 
Uh, Nanny, however, she disapproved of the relationship. The two argued all the time over it. Uh, One night, after a particularly heated debate, Melvina left to go hang out with her father, Charlie. You remember him. Uh, Robert, uh, which was Nanny's uh, grandson, Melvina's daughter, had been left in her care. And uh, Robert died that night from asphyxiation due to, quote, unknown causes. Which, look, at the time, without all this context, probably. But I think without even getting to halfway through this story, you guys know like what the cause was. All right. Um, after the funeral, Nanny also then ended up collecting $500 from a life insurance policy that she had taken out on Robert shortly before his death. Interesting. Uh, two years later, 1945, Frank, uh, the abusive uh, soldier boyfriend, he was out in the backyard celebrating the Japanese surrender at the end of World War II. But no, sorry, it wasn't. No, Frank is uh, Nanny's husband, not the abusive soldier boyfriend. Sorry. Uh, two years later, Frank, Nanny's husband, uh, was out celebrating uh, the Japanese surrender at the end of World War II. But uh, he started to, you know, party a little too hard, got out of control. And that night he ended up raping Nanny, which that was the breaking point for her after years of just dealing with his rampant alcoholism. And so the next morning she found Frank's whiskey jar in her garden and mixed in a lethal dose of rat poison. And obviously Frank died later that night. Um, at that point, Nanny kind of decided that Alabama might not be the place for her. And she hit the road, uh, during a stop in Lexington, North Carolina. Uh Oh, now she's our problem. Um, Nanny found Arlie Lanning's entry in another Lonely Hearts section. And like Frank and obviously every other guy who submits uh, something in a Lonely Hearts section, Arlie was also an alcoholic, but that didn't matter to Nanny. I mean, she had experience with him, clearly, so she kind of knew how to handle him. Um, And she met up with Arlie and married him three days later. Like, this is kind of stuff that happens. And it was actually pretty normal in the 1940s. Um, shortly after the wedding, guess what? Arlie died of heart failure. And soon after the funeral, the house that they were staying at uh, burned down, which allowed Nanny to collect even more insurance money. Arlie's mother also died a few days later, which sent another insurance check to Nanny's bank account. And now having lost the majority of another family, Nanny decided to go back to Alabama to tend to her bedridden sister, who, of course, she died shortly after Nanny came back to take care of her. Uh, Nanny then decided to join the Diamond Circle Club, which was kind of a dating matchmaking service, um, where she met Richard Morton. And after corresponding for a brief time, Nanny moved up to Emporia, Kansas to marry him. Uh, Although Morton wasn't an alcoholic, which clear step up from previous marriages at this point, uh, he did spend a lot of his free time cheating on her. So there you go. Uh, but Nanny, to her credit, she was determined to make this one work for at least a year and even moved her mother in to live with them. But uh, in January 1953, Nanny gave up and poisoned her mother and then uh, killed Morton three months later. Uh, Nanny then met and married Samuel Doss of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and obviously found him in another Lonely Hearts ad after, but this one's kind of sad, a tornado had killed this guy's wife and nine children in Arkansas. This dude lost everything, all right, which is insane. Uh, And unlike all the other dirtbags Nanny had married before, Samuel wasn't an alcoholic, he wasn't a womanizer, he was the exact opposite. He was actually a minister 
who disapproved of the romantic and erotic novels that Nanny loved so much and like wanted to have like an actual appropriate adult marriage with her. Uh, but guess what? Three months into their marriage, which I'm sure was a fun time for Nanny, uh, Doss uh, went to the hospital with flu-like symptoms. And although he seemingly recovered and was released the next month, he ended up dying the night that he got home from the hospital. Uh, the doctor who had treated Doss at the hospital and the only one obviously to somehow possess any sort of common sense over the last 30 years here uh, got really suspicious about that in order an autopsy, which dot 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 revealed an insane amount of arsenic in Doss's system uh, was actually they measured it, it was actually enough arsenic to kill 40 horses. Right. Not sure if you're familiar with a horse. Uh, they are much larger than a person. So you don't need a whole lot of cyanide to kill a person, especially not 40 horsepower. Um, Obviously, Nanny was immediately arrested Uh, during the interview following her arrest. Nanny laughed the entire time as she confessed to killing four husbands, two children, her two sisters, her grandson, a mother-in-law and her own mother. Uh, Each one of them had been poisoned with arsenic or some other type of rat poison. Uh, and obviously this is where she gets, she got the nickname, the giggling granny. Uh, and she was sentenced to life in prison and died of leukemia in the Oklahoma state penitentiary in 1965. So there you go. Starting off 2022 with a fun story of a female serial killer. Um, not enough female serial. I mean, there's been a handful, a handful of pretty solid ones, but, um, just mostly men, mostly men with, uh, with rage, enough rage to kill a person. And look, after the night I've had with this dog, I get it. I get it. Uh, just the, the thought of being so angry that you could kill something. I get it. I, I didn't kill the dog, all right? Dog is fine, albeit probably scared to death because I put the fear of God in her. But, you know, still breathing, heart still beating, physically unharmed, all right? Uh, but I get it, all right? Um, so I learned that about myself tonight. But let's see what we learned from this story, other than the fact that that was a really good segue. <laughs> What did we learn? Number one, I hate dogs. Number two, I really hate dogs. Uh, And number three, Nanny Doss was called the giggling granny uh, because she laughed the entire time she confessed to killing 11 family members with rat poison. And also, I hate dogs. Next week on Our Weird World, we got a big episode. Uh, Ironically, it's all about animal problems. Um, I had an animal problem tonight because someone made a poop on the floor when she wasn't supposed to. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Don't look at me like that. You know what you did. Don't do it again. Or you're going to end up like one of giggling granny's family members. Yeah, anyway. Um, but no, next week, uh, going to talk about a lot of just strange, 
uh, stories that involved animals over the course of history. We're going to look at the great horse manure crisis, the whale cure, uh, the great catnip caper, the Barbary feathers, the parachuting beavers, and the story of Travis the chimpanzee. Um, just a lot, of, a lot of weird stories next week, but it's going to be a fun time. Uh, good little change up from all the murder that happens on this show and could have happened here tonight. I'm not letting the dog poop thing go. Um, anyway, that's it. Thank you for listening. Uh, keep telling all your friends and keep it weird. Yeah.